Hello, everyone. This is Debbie Happy Cohen, and you're listening to the Sassy Southern Yankee podcast. And you can find me at joybaseliving.com. Um, when the corona started, I had already started this podcast. And then when it started, I invited my friend Michelle, asked her to join me in creating a podcast or creating episodes that would be supportive of families and children, knowing that families and children were going to be together for a very long time in quantities of time that they were not used to. I have a background as a marriage, I have a, I have, I have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy and Michelle um, is a therapeutic art life coach. We've both been working with families and kids for many years, although for 20 years I've been a life and business coach. We share with you all this background because we want you to know that we, um, we really do love families and kids. And um, I've even stopped cussing for all these episodes, which is season two of, <laughs> <laughs> of the Sassy Southern Yankee. If you want to find any of our episodes, just go to joybaseliving.com. And click on the word lioness in the main menu. This is episode 48 today. And um, you could also go to the search bar at the bottom and either type in lioness or type in episode 48. Um, I'm mentioning that because we do share visuals and art and URLs. And if you're streaming and listening through any of the main platforms like um, iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher, we're at all the main platforms. Um, and you want to see some of the visuals or get a URL, uh, they're there. We want to thank you so much for your likes and comments and shares. Um, your comments mean the world to us because they let us know that we're making a difference with you and that, um, and that we're in the conversation together. And so we really thank you for that. Um, I would like to hand the baton to Michelle right now because um, she is really working her little buns off at creating um, therapeutic art life coaching services. And Michelle, I would love for you to share your why that you just that you just wrote that you're that's going to be going on your new website page because I think it's a great place to start for when we're talking about time I was going to say time management but I really can't stand that phrase but I don't know a better way to communicate it except that Michelle said she had a great phrase she said why don't you call it managing your time energy and attention your tea managing your tea and um because we actually can't manage time. Time just keeps ticking, tick, 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 tick. I couldn't manage even one, one, one of those ticks, but I can manage, manage my focus and my attention, uh, which are my most valuable resources. My energy, my attention are the greatest gift I can give to myself or anybody. And so by articulating your why, you get to really hone in on choosing and empowering yourself about where and how 
you spend, you invest your energy and your attention, your emotions and your attention. So Michelle, go girl. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so true. You know, when, when, when you think about it, and I know that you had um, plugged something in, on our joy-based living group, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago, a while ago, um, in regards to tea time, the, the, the time and the energy and attention. And it took me a while to get it. And, um, but now I use it every day, just thinking about like, okay, so, you know, like sometimes when, when you're, especially like now, you know, when, when we're doing all these things and like for me and in my life, I'm turning my business where I would usually go out of the house and teach art classes, these therapeutic art classes to the cultural center where I, I work and with seniors or whatever. And so now I'm actually doing it out of my home as, as a virtual class. Um, and so many with children and, and adults and, you know, people actually and literally private classes in private classes, literally all around the world. And, um, and so, you know, I think about, okay, so where is my attention going? Where is my energy going? Where's my, my time or yeah, my, my time, you know, like just kind of thinking about different things and trying to, um, apply it all accordingly in in the areas that you know need the attention and so um and w you had mentioned something about my why i i have a friend who i've known for over seven years who i am um, i worked with initially uh, she was my boss for a while and when i was uh, teaching kids and um and then uh, you know we i went my way and she went her way and, and she's now um working in a, a, a corporate environment. And, and so I, I asked, I reached out to her maybe a week and a half ago. And I said, listen, you know, I'm working on growing my business and putting myself out there. And I know that you watched me firsthand work with kids. And so would you be willing to give me a testimony? She was like, well, of course I'd be willing to give you a testimony. Like a day later, she shoots it over to me. And I was so honored. It was just such a beautiful testimony. Um, and, and so the last sentence and a half really, really resonated with me. And I thought, wow, that just feels like why I do what I do. And, and, you know, and I, I kind of sat on it for a little bit. I was like, well, let me just kind of feel it out. Like, just see if it resonates, you know, just, and, um, and the more I thought about it, the more it just, it just kept, it, it just felt right. And so I shared it with Debbie um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, when we were talking and she's like, yeah, that really resonates well. And today we were talking about how I've taught in, in you know, in different parts of the world. I've, I've taught art in Costa Rica. I've taught art in Arusha, Tanzania. And, um, you know, and, and all over the country as well. And so having that as context, uh, and, you know, as I tell you my why, I just want you to, uh, those of you who are out there listening, to just be able to, like, truly understand. So um, the, the why that I got from my friend Mercedes is, um, and I'll say it, 
My heart's greatest calling is teaching others love, kindness, acceptance, and inclusion through art. Okay, say it again. Say it again. I love it when you say it again. Yeah, it, 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 the second time I say it, I always feels so much better. My heart's greatest calling is teaching others love, kindness, acceptance, and inclusion through art. And so, so you, it really is. And it it just ripples so clean. And it still gives me goosebumps every time I say it, 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 it really does. It ripples it. And you know, it's funny because, um, when you think about like your why, sometimes people think about, okay, so does it, is your why part of like, what's it, what's connected with your soul or is it part of, who you truly are or is it part of you know your your passion or whatever and and for the longest time I always thought it was my passion but the way that Mercedes worded it to where it's like my heart's greatest calling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah is it yeah go ahead go ahead yeah no no finish what you were saying that's yeah it's it, it's it's it kind of goes back to the what we talk about with joy based living and um like our our the thing that we focus on the most is love and where do we love we love with our heart and so my heart my love the love that i share with others the love that i share with myself is my greatest gift of love is teaching others about love and about kindness and about acceptance and inclusion through art. And it just, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I'm putting so it on my website. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's reel it. Let's reel it back in here to when people are thinking about like, what are they doing while they're on this retreat, this quarantine, this whatever, however you want to call it. Yeah. Um, energy comes from, focus energy comes from focus and and focus looks like intensity and involvement right and every time I hear you talk about your why I hear I hear intensity and involvement and when you're talking about it I want to be really clear to the listener that it might sound like really fluffy mm-hmm because it's it's all this it's very ideal it's very um you know kind of high up there but what has happened that i've witnessed in michelle since she articulated this why is that she has more drive more energy more clarity more oomph behind her actions than i've ever known her to have in in 20 we've known each other for 20 years Mm -hmm. And when I look at time, and I think of like those time, um, the grains of sand, you know, in a in a time in a timer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, your time equals your life, and every grain of sand is another second. Your time right. equals your life. Your time equals your life. And so when you're investing your energy and your emotion, because your emotion is 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 how your energy gets transferred. Um, and when you have a why that energy gets focused, when you have a why that really matters to you and 
one of my favorite ways of looking at time is looking at what in your life is important but not urgent. Now, there are four quadrants. I didn't make this up. I learned this, like, I don't know, 25 years ago. I used to be obsessed with time management and time management planners. And I even wore a blue, sur- a blue skirt suit for, to go with the whole thing. It really, <laughs> it, all, it all matched. It all freaking matched. But it also drove me into a lot of um, inauthentic choices where I, dr- I drove myself too hard. And those people who know me know that um, I, I love I love going slow. Mm-hmm. And the implication of blue suit, which I did well, was move it. Get stuff done, contribute, get stuff done, make money, get stuff done. And I could do it and reach my dreams at the same time, but I also was burning out, which meant that I hadn't got, I hadn't reached a depth of authenticity with myself to know where I needed to set my boundaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was giving too much of my life away. And one of the phrases that pays lately around here is the difference between PSA and SPA. And a lot of women especially who've been codependent have a tendency to do a lot of public service announcements public service activities public service agendas and if it's not public it's for your husband or your kids or your boss or you overgive to somebody else somebody else is at the center of your life and then when you ask that same person to go into the realm of spa which is a spa which is sovereignty power and agency they can have a tendency to freak out and mm-hmm. sabotage and avoid and check off the 20 things on their list that they promised that they were going to do, but none of them really leads them. It, it, but in the <laughs> meanwhile, they look really good, but they've avoided doing their main tasks of, of like real um, self-reliance and self-empowerment. And so when I look at these quadrants of important and urgent, it, I really suggest you look at it on, on the website um, at episode 48 at joybaseliving.com because uh, you'll see the whole visual of it. And my friend Heather like etched stuff in wood. It's very artistic and stuff. When you're looking in the realm of important and not urgent, that's where real life happens. That's where you're with your friends. That's where with your family. That's where you're doing art. That's where... You know, if you think about the other realms, important and urgent, oh my gosh, you better take care of it now. A lot of people I know live in that realm. If you think about not important, but urgent is got to check that email, got to make sure I have no emails in my email box, got to make sure, got to make sure, got to make sure. Oh, there's like, like a lot of people that I know live in urgency, even under things that are not important. They're time wasters and they stress. Oh my gosh, we're going to have a meeting. Everybody has to attend the meeting. Why? (laughs) Why? I am a hater of meetings unless the meetings are really productive for each person who's there. Right. And, and I've picked, like, we've spent more money to have platforms so that we could have information shared between us as a group without wasting time with meetings. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and so uh, we've done a lot to mitigate that. And yet I run meetings all the time 
with wholehearted networking and with social media strategies and stuff like that, but always meaningful for each person who's there. Right. Um, but when you have not important and urgent, that's your boss texting you 30 times a day. Really? <laughs> and, and really? And it's urgent for the 30th or you're getting all these slam dunk messages from your, everybody on the team. Okay. So managing that. And then we have the other quadrant, which is not important and not urgent. I have arguments about that area because not important, not urgent can be like, you know, binge watching Netflix, which it's okay. <laughs> I like, um, it, but if you spend your life doing it, it's not okay. I think within measure, it's, it's not a bad thing. But if you spend a lot of your life energy in non-important and not urgent, that's kind of like the distractions of life and letting yourself be carried, carried by other people's river waters and where they want you to go, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, flipping through a magazine just because it landed in your mailbox. Really? Not important, not urgent. So um, when we look at important and not urgent, so there are some rituals that are, that I, that I, that really touched me when, um, when I was younger, being brought up in a Jewish, very Jewish tradition, not Orthodox, but very like my grandmother kept her plates separate between meat and milk. Our family didn't do that, but we didn't eat meat out anywhere. So um, if we would go to McDonald's, we would get a fish sandwich. Like, so like there were things within the American culture that were, we didn't do because we were, we were more strict in our traditions. Um, one of the things, one of the traditions that I loved um, was that you light candles on Friday nights, the women do. And then on Saturday evening, because the Sabbath is from Friday evening to Saturday evening, Saturday evening after sunset, um, you, you bring your senses alive by lighting a candle that's got, it's braided and it's, it's got like three wicks on it and it's called a Havdalah candle. And, and at the same time, so you save, you save some blessings and you're kind of like celebrating life. And then you have this little spice, uh, it's not a spice jar, it's a spice holder. And it has like air holes in it that you can open and close. And you're supposed to put, uh, so, uh, so you could put like cloves, you could put anise, you could put um, cinnamon, you could put anything that when you when you smell it and then you you pass it around to each person in the family and you you inhale it and it's to awaken and enliven the senses and I, i'm bringing this up here for a really good reason and that is right now while we have this extra time i think these are the things these are the moments these are the activities that have a tendency to get lost when we're no longer in a religious community. And I'm not, I'm no longer, I'm not religious. Um, I am Reverend Sassy Shorts for real. I am an ordained reverend and I love um, traditions in Judaism that still touch my heart. Like there are prayers that will never leave my heart ever. And, um, and there are traditions that I still keep. Um, but 
what we're missing in such a secular society is enlivening our senses in ways that are important but not urgent Mm. and and i think the one of the closest ways we come to it is having a glass of wine with a friend okay like i think we do things that are meaningful so i don't think we're like absent of it i just think that um the more we enrich our senses, the more rich and deep. And so like, for example, a few weeks ago when I was feeling really sad about people who were dying from Corona, which I, if I let myself dwell on it, I can go to sadness, but this was a moment. Grief is funny. Grief, grief catches me when I'm not looking like right now, I don't feel an overwhelming sadness. I can feel sad but I was caught up by it a few weeks ago and I couldn't, it was like in my body and I couldn't make it leave. And finally I decided I was going to watch Mr. Rogers and I was going to light a candle. And, and that's one of the things I learned also from Jewish tradition was when somebody dies and if they're a close family member, you light a candle every day. And if they're not a close family member, you let a candle once a week. You know, there's different different ways you do it. But I couldn't mentally work my way through the sadness as well as I could work through it by adding a ritual that would touch my body. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and so when we're talking about having, doing activities, your time is your life and the grains of sand. And we're looking at activities that are important, but not urgent. It takes you out of the rat race. Mm-hmm. It makes you ask yourself the question, well, why am I working? Why now that I've reached these financial goals, I, I now it's time to put these next few things on my calendar because I've always wanted to do them. What am I waiting for? Right. And, and so I want to encourage you who are listening to think about what are some things in your world, in your psyche, in your, in your imagination, in your sense of desire that are important, but not urgent that if you were to take care of those things, if you were to actually do them, your life would feel richer for them. So I'll say one more thing and then I'll throw, I'll throw the ball back to you, Michelle. One of the things that's happening between me and Michelle is that we are on the phone so much now because we have pre-calls and then we have, usually the post-call is much shorter. Um, but the pre-call can be sometimes like a couple of hours easily um, because we're doing so much and growing so much and processing so much. And one of the things that's happening is we're starting to develop, to develop some rituals and, um, and certain things come up in our conversations. And then we're like, you know what? We need to do that in real life when we meet. <laughs> we're like we're going to have to have like a weekend retreat with ourselves and a few other people that are in our circle and so now Michelle's Michelle is in charge and she keeps losing where she put it but we're gonna stop (laughs) that now um it's called our aesthetics list and so she has some things on that like when her son when her son he's been making 
um, white sauce with pasta with shrimp and she'll describe it and I'm like I want some and she's in Tampa and I'm in Alabama right now and so one of the things that we'll do from our aesthetics list is like you know make that and um and some other things um we we've one of our one of our friends uh brought up uh the three stooges and so I watched the recent movie from 2012 with Jane Lynch and um, and I thought about this friend of ours while I was watching it. It was really weird. And uh, but it was it was fun. And so that's something we could do together. And so those aesthetics, it's one thing to talk about them, but it's another thing to do them. So we have like a wish list of aesthetics that are coming that are that we're building and growing so that when we are able to be in real life together, um, we're going to do those things. And so, Michelle, what would you like to contribute into this bucket of a really, a fairly different conversation? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, as far as the, in, in regards to aesthetics, correct? Can I read off some of the ones that we already have? Um, whatever you like. Yeah, let's try that. Oh my so, gosh. So, You're going to be revealing some secrets. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because we, you know what it is, is when we have our pre-calls, we, we share our day. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of like the, the highlights of our day. And sometimes that involves cooking, especially, you know, now um, when, when we have the time to cook and we have the, you know, the time to tell stories and everything. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I know that you make an amazing coleslaw. Oh my gosh! And that it's it's so amazing that it's revered that the people are like, okay, are, you can come, but only as long as your coleslaw comes with you, <laughs> right? Is, is that true? That like people, you know, invite you. They're like, all right, you can come. And, and we love you. We absolutely. But what, is your coleslaw coming too? <laughs> well, it's it's easier to slide in. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yes. Yeah, well, the thing about it is, I live in the deep south now, and I'm a Yankee, and um, I've been getting when you get a compliment on your coleslaw by a real born and bred southerner. Yeah. It's like getting like a barbecue compliment, you know, like it's not going to just happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> you so, know, it, yes. <laughs> Reverend Sassy Shorts has her coleslaw recipe. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and then and then you have Opa's Hot Stuff. Opa's Hot Stuff, right. That, that, I made that for, for Thanksgiving for some friends. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then my son, as you mentioned, has a white cream sauce that we add seafood and um, that we had like shrimp and scallops to. And I have to say, he actually made that same cream sauce last week with sausage. And it was equally delicious so i'm like okay so we've okay. got that um leatherby's gin is a little bit of a story um that yeah um and so i don't know how much you want to share about that um <laughs> yeah. okay. i was like oh, where do we stop and then, um okay so yeah so and then my i have an aunt who lives down in sarasota who has a um because we were talking about 
We're talking about cabbage. And I have, um, when, when my mom was pregnant with me, she, her two favorite, you know, like they say that like pregnant women, they eat a lot of ice cream or they eat a lot of this or like, you know, ice cream and pickles or whatever. I, I can honestly guarantee I have one son. I loved my ice cream. I, and I still love my ice cream, but when I was pregnant with him, I ate an exorbitant amount of ice cream. So, um, so, but, uh, so I won't eat. So anyway, so back to my mom. So my mom, um, she loved sauerkraut and oatmeal. And I will eat oatmeal every now and again. I'll get on a kick and I'll eat it for like, you know, a couple of months, you know, like a, a bowl or two a week kind of for a couple of months. And then I won't have it again for several years. Like as of right now, I haven't had oatmeal in probably a year and a half. Mm. And I thought about it the other day. I was like, oh, oatmeal. And when was it? Saturday, it was raining and like it rained all day. And, um, and Friday, it rained a lot. And so I was like, oh. Oatmeal is one of those things that it's like sometimes it can be a comfort food for me. On the other hand, sauerkrauts will not touch it. Don't like the smell, don't like the look, don't like anything about it. But my aunt in Sarasota makes her own version of sauerkraut that is not sour. Mm. It's more sweet. She uses a purple cabbage and some butter and some sugar. And she's straight from Germany. So it's a recipe that her mom handed her. And I don't know, but she it's its one of the few cabbage dishes that I just absolutely love, other than coleslaw, of course. And then um, gummy bears. Gummy bears and liquor. That's written in here, too. So there's... Because you keep eating gummy bears. And every I am time a, you get excited about gummy bear, you're a gummy bear freak. <laughs> I am. I love it. But you know what? It's not just any gummy bears. Like, I remember growing up, I used to like the um, the ones that you get in the bin, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the bright red mm-hmm. ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. recently, actually, my goddaughter turned me on to these about a year and a half ago. They're called Albanese. And they have flavors like grapefruit. And oh my gosh, like a, a uh, je- like like a Jelly Belly thing. Yes, but okay. and and they're gluten free and they're fat free and they're oh. And then Publix has done Publix is the grocery store here in Tampa, and in in the the South, I think it's anyway like the Carolinas, Georgia here. I think maybe up in do they have it in Alabama too? I don't I know. Don't- uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, um, anyway, so they have, they carry these six pound bags of these Albanese gummy bears, <laughs> which I, I've bought one. And you know, you know, when you buy something and you're like, oh, oh gosh. I know this is going to be dangerous, but oh, I'm going to no. buy it anyway. Oh, no. So I bought two bags, right? I bought one bag, one one time and then I decided oh, I'm gonna buy it. so I bought the first bag I bought was like a right after my goddaughter told me about him and it took me like six days to eat the whole 
Total six pounds. <laughs> Michelle, that's so disgusting. I know, right? But then know, what, what's know, worse? I totally get it. Yes. Listen, listen, what's worse? Yes. Is that the next time I bought it, which was a couple of weeks later, it only took me four days. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, I gotta cut myself off because oh, these no. are just too doggone good. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And so now what happens <laughs> is because I know this about you when I like see movies and stuff like that and like, I mean, gummy bears is such a weird thing for anybody to bring up. So when it does come up, I think of you. And I don't know what the movie was, but like somebody was joking about putting like their gummy bears in liquor, and we, you, you and I have our jokes about liquor. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We, by the way, just for the listeners to know, we're, we're, I think we're just responsible liquor users. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, because <laughs> so, we don't you know, drink every we, night. No. no. We don't drink a lot, um, uh, but we do we do drink at times, and we do it as a joyful ritual. Yes. And and so it was just it was so when I saw it, they were like, oh, gummy bears and liquor. I was like, I don't know if Michelle's tried that. So anyway, see, we're, I told you it was going to be like secrets were going to come out here, <laughs> like cor- like quirky things, quirky things. Yeah, so, just, quirky. So, just quirky. So, so when you when you think about like you're a mom and you're mm-hmm. raising your son, and now you're now you're doing homeschooling, and you know when you think about the idea of life and time and what's important but not urgent, like what kind of thoughts come to your mind? Uh, because I know that you're very like action practical get stuff done like you know you 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 like to make things come to life and I think that's one of your gifts as as an artist um what are some of the thoughts that move you in the direction of important and not urgent what does that look like when you're applying that in your life with him with your family with yourself like how does that idea how do you turn that idea into reality for you? So in regards to my son, things that are important but not urgent, I think about his long, my long-term goal for him to be successful and sustain his own life essentially um, you know, when he gets there. So he currently takes a a culinary class at at the high school that he's in. And when, um, and he's very, loves, loves this particular class. And I thought, okay, you know, when, when he went from middle school to high school, he decided to, he he had gotten a really good handle on band, but he wanted to try something new. So he's like, all right, I'm going to do culinary. So, and then when, when we went into quarantine, um, prior to that he loves his culinary class and so he was baking cookies and doing pasta and all kinds of they have a an Italian chef um straight from Italy so <laughs> they do lots of pasta and you know bolognese sauce and this sauce and then whatever and so I thought you know what it's important for him to continue to learn these lessons but it's not urgent so it's something that I'm going to continue to help him learn and and it's great for him to learn at school, but it's also wonderful for him to learn here at home where he, I can show him the utensils that we currently have mm-hmm. and use the pots and the pans and that type of thing. And so 
when I talk about the things like the white sauce, um, and he, you know, makes them and, and, you know, and trying it with, initially we did it with the shrimp and the, and the scallops. And then last week we tried it with the sausage and, you know, so it's, it's that exploratory type, those exploratory types of moments that I think are important that will help his curiosity and help him wondering is what else can I make? What else can I do? Like tomorrow, he's actually going to be making hamburgers out of, um, his dad likes to get the, the, the ground meat that is, that is a little bit more exotic like mm-hmm. buffalo mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. boar and that kind of thing. And so tomorrow he'll be making these gourmet um, burgers. And so, you know, learning how to turn on the grill and, you know, cook them to where, you know, and, and make the patties to where they're not going to fall apart and cook them to the right temperature and, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I think those are all important things, all important skills for him to learn. That are not urgent. So, yeah, I'm afraid if we keep talking about it, you're going to keep going into more cooking examples. I would like to pull back just a little. Oh, sorry. And ask you for, because, oh, man, man, like, you're funny. Like, I can press play, and, like, if you're on a topic. <laughs> I'll just keep you going. Just keep going down. The, so I just kind of wanted to pull, because I think everything, everything you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. I can I can agree with all of it, and and I and I I thought, what other, what other topics, what other areas, come to your mind about important and not urgent for let's say even for yourself. Important and not urgent for me. Um, important and not urgent for me would be okay so let let's go here so when the pandemic first happened and and it came around to the US and we went under quarantine um i was in the middle of a 6 week session in teaching classes and so I was at week three and so, um, we all went home. And so like in the following week, our, my, my boss, cause I, at the cultural center where I work at the Carrollwood cultural center here in Tampa, Florida, um, I have, I wear a couple of different hats. I am an art instructor, um, where I teach children and adults. And then I also am a curator where I'm in charge of six different galleries. So in regards to the classes, I was at week three. And so, you know, after we all got settled in and got home and, and, you know, the dust settled and we were trying to figure out what do we do now, my boss um, sent out an email to all the instructors and said, listen, would you consider um, if if we have students that say yes and, and that want this type of service, would you consider virtual classes? I said, okay, sure. And so I took my studio and um, and I moved it upstairs to where I had air conditioning because my studio is really out, you know, it's in the garage. And so I moved it upstairs and so I had, you know, internet access. I 
Um, I'm in such uh, set up all my lighting. I organized where my my computer would be, where um, the you know my paintings are in the background. You know that kind of thing. All the aesthetics that go along with it. And um, and so I was ready. So that to me was urgent because, indeed, the following week we started classes back up again, and then I started the second session um, last week. And so now I'm moving into that. In, in addition to the private lessons that I'm teaching and whatever else. And so um, the something that you mentioned at the very, very beginning of this is my website. So now I'm putting together a website for these classes. And so for private classes, for, for you pri- to get paid personally outside of the realm of the other of, work. Yeah. Yeah. So for me directly. And so, um, I I wouldn't I would say that that's kind of I've already got this other stuff coming in so I would say that this is kind of in between the urgent and the non-urgent mm-hmm. I don't know if there's even that kind of a category where I don't have to have it up tomorrow because you know mm-hmm. but I, but it is important it's important and, for your empowerment in the world and mm-hmm. for your gifts to be contributed fully right and yeah. so it's, you know, it's, it's, and so to have it up within the next couple of days mm-hmm. is, is important, but it's not like, oh my gosh, my life depends on it right this very mo- well, that that's, I'm not, I don't even think I, I said that wrong. Um, it's not urgent, but you're making it very important. Right. And so something that you were wanting and thinking about, maybe wishing for, got moved to the front burner. Right. Yes. So so you made it urgent in a sense because you're like, okay, I want this done now. Right. But it's not life isn't life isn't like uh, like you better get this done now or you're going to you know, you're you're making it important. You're the one at choice. Right. And and I think that's what's important. I think that's really cool. I think also when I'm thinking about a lot of the um a lot of what we're doing is about putting out, producing, sharing positive messages. I think that like, for example, these um, podcasts that we're doing, they're taking up a lot of our energy Mm -hmm. and our attention and we're investing ourselves in these podcasts because it's important to us. It's not, urgent in a sense like people need food right now right and people need masks and they need respiratory machines you know like this this activity is about meaningful conversations it's about coming home to yourself being at home with other people Mm -hmm. feeling connected is that important it is hugely important and i think that when we don't have that we end up having more urgencies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we get addicted to urgencies. Right. And then we think we're important because we have so many urgent things that we need to put out all these fires about. Right. And when you're like me and you sit back and you watch a bunch of people do that, you're just like, what are we in a zoo? This is crazy. (laughs) And so to see this people taking more time like we were mentioning one friend of ours said to us i want you to know that when you're looking at your stats i'm like listening 
to to each one of your podcasts three times. I just love having you on in the background while I'm doing. I'm like, oh my god, that is so funny. You know, and and that's something that I don't think would have ever happened in the old normal. Right. And so that tells me that this woman who is normally just like go 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 is feeling fed by us just being. Hmm. Well, I don't see anybody out there handing out PhDs for people just being. That's true. And I think that just being is the most important thing, gift that we can offer each other. Hmm. And I really want to drop a few F-bombs right now. And it's taking all of my self-control not to. So I think I need <laughs> some, like, gold stars or something somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I really get angry about that. And and um, I my, my prayer, my wish, my intention, my attention is going in the direction of what can I do to keep supporting this new normal. And... And to know that people are benefiting from conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle, that just makes my heart sing. And and it is important and it's not urgent. That's true. And, and so that's, you know, aside from the rituals that I had talked about before, lighting candles, you know, those kind of things. Right, right. You know, important and not urgent. And so... I think I think a lot of art, a lot of art, when you sit and do art for yourself or you post an art video, and what what is the phrase that pays with you? Uh, the residue. Doodle. Do, do, doodle the residue of your day away. Doodle the residue of your day away. Like, and you're posting a daily video on this. And to me, that is important, but not urgent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it's important for you and for the viewer. Yep. And it's important and not urgent. And and what if, what if we as a as a culture began valuing, really valuing, really, really, really valuing, important and not urgent. That would be valuing happiness. Mm. It would be valuing joy, joy-based living. It would be valuing connection. It would be valuing honor. It would be valuing relationships. Yeah. Communication. Taking the time to communicate and to communicate even more clearly and more beautifully and, you know, more more of your love, to bring more of your love to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so um, like where it's leading me is like, okay, where's the question for the, for our listeners is how about, you know, what is, what are some examples of important and not urgent in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I like that question. That's good. What are some examples of important and not urgent? Yeah. So we would love for you to share in the comment section of our website or on a voice message at our podcast at which is at anchor.fm forward slash sassy shorts. Um, Michelle, is there anything else you really wanted to offer up? I feel like we're coming to a close and I just want to know if you felt complete. 
I do. I feel complete. I think that this is good and that I've, yeah, yeah, I think that we've covered everything, so. Amen, sister. So, uh, my name is Debbie Happy Cohen, and I am co-hosted by the wonderful artiste Michelle Stone. And you can find this episode at any of the, you can find our podcast at any of the main um, platforms out there in the universe, like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. And you can find this episode also at joybaseliving.com and either click on the word lioness in the main menu or go to the bottom of the website in the footer in the search bar and type episode 48 or type in lioness and you'll find this episode and all of our episodes. And with that, I wanted to thank you all again. And Michelle, thank you so much for enriching my life with your presence and giving both of us the opportunity to learn and grow and contribute more of who we really are into the world and to do it together is just so much fun. Thank you. You're very welcome, Debbie. It's truly a great honor to be part of this and and to be able to share everything with you too. So thank you. Amen, sister. See you on the next 